Welcome to the You Ain't Shit Podcast. Yeah, that'll be. Shay. And Cooper. And we are the We Are the You Ain't Shit Podcast. Today we're going to talk about Lovecraft Country. The finale just aired last week. And so, in full Halloween fashion, we feel like it's be a good thing to discuss this week. As next week, we'll discuss more cultural topics that aren't like movies and TV. <laughs> but what's been going on this week, Shay? Nothing. Same old, same old. Just working. And uh, I started back studying for my test that I have to take. Woohoo. What test do you have to take? Uh, what, what, what test do you take to study for? It's a board certified behavior analyst. Studying behavior. Yep, studying behavior. Is that for the, like the serial killers, the murderers? You gonna be like mine hunter? Uh, <laughs> I wish. That sounds real interesting. <laughs> More like uh, people with intellectual disabilities and uh, working on behavioral strategies. Okay, that's really cool. That's really cool. Thanks. Coop, what you been up to? Oh, nothing, nothing really, just doing a million job interviews and, oh, I got a job on Friday, so I guess that's a plus. So now I'm working two jobs. What's the job? Uh Uh-uh. I'll be doing in-home healthcare, but I'll kind of be like, um, like a CNA, but more so like training people on CNA stuff. So um, I'll help people who are like um, like direct care staff that are assisting like elderly or special needs people or kids in home. And mm-hmm. I'll help them with like some medical stuff like um, like the boring stuff like catheters and G-tubes and <laughs> um, just other just other medical stuff like that. That's really cool. That's yeah. awesome. Congrats on the new job, for sure. Thank you, thank you. Which has been going good for me. I have been just working the two jobs, and then I guess what's like a highlight of this week for me has been, I would say, making some progress in training my dog not to bark. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> before they go outside. Just so. Um, I know it's a little bit different, but we're I'm steady at it. I'm gonna keep it going. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Yeah. So let's start the let's start the Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country <laughs> is a show on HBO Max or HBO. People who subscribe to HBO Max, people who have HBO provider. Uh, that the show centers around black family who existed in 1950s. The story takes place in 1950. Uh, centered around a black family who's trying to um, survive their legacy. Then the people who where they came from, a lot of kind of stuff. Um, have been trying to find their family. It's that they come from a slave background, 
the the mother, the matriarch, was a slave, and the uh, white owner who uh, slaved her <laughs> was into some magic and dark stuff. And so, the, the, so like as the guy died and started this cult, this cult is trying to look for that family because that cult, that family has an important component that involves a spell that, that the leader of that cult wants to do so he could be immortal. And that's basically the, the, the plot of Lovecraft. That's the overall That was a great right. way of explaining it, because I wouldn't have been able to do that. At all. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much that goes on into that show. It's like, what, like, what parts do you really pull out to really explain the show? Exactly. It's got so many elements. Yeah, it has horror, 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 I can't even say it. Horror, <laughs> and then it has like sci- other sci fi elements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has like so much to it. And race relations. Mm-hmm. Romance. Yes. Let's see, let's see what a Google like, like how Google like explains it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's gonna be funny. It says, she doesn't even like do like like I did like that. But I did. I feel like this is. They said they actually named these Atticus Black, his friend Letitia, and his uncle George to embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search of this missing father. That's like the plot of the episode. That's all they put in there. <laughs> all they put in there. Like I was waiting for yeah. the rest of it. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that's the plot of it. <laughs> I guess it is good because once you start to try and explain it, it goes it goes left. There's there's a lot of yeah, stuff. it goes real left. <laughs> Too much stuff to explain. <laughs> So let's start with episode one. Episode one is, is called Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's the one. That's the episode where Atticus, like I said before, Atticus is looking for his mother's father. Yes. That's the one I had to watch like five times. <laughs> why did you, you have to watch it five times? Because it took me a while to understand what exactly was going on. Like, because you know, it starts off with him, um, like going back home, mm-hmm. and. Uh, like I guess like he meets the lady and um they end up like yeah the bus breaks down and they can't um they can't get on like what is it like the secondary way of transportation because I guess it was like a whites only kind of thing yep yeah and they ended up having to walk and so I don't know I guess I was just stuck on that part trying to really figure out what was going on and so I kept on watching it over and over again and it just really had nothing to do with what was really going on <laughs> that's funny and then like and then you know the monsters come out of nowhere and you're like what the hell am I watching that was crazy <laughs> nobody really explained to me what the show was about they were just like I know this is a show for you Coop because you love romance you love sci-fi you know this is for you and I was just, so then I started watching it and you know the monsters don't come out until the end and I'm like, this is, uh, <laughs> what is this? But it, it just took me a while to really, like, connect everything together. Especially with the first episode. So I kind of, 
I enjoy watching things over and over again. <laughs> so I can pick out details. Yes. I- yeah, there are certain shows I, I can watch over and over again. I think this one for me is good, but I don't think it's that show for me where I can watch it over and over again. I did watch the uh, episodes. I did watch a few episodes over again for this, but I don't think I'm going to return to this necessarily. <laughs> But like it does, but it's good. It's good. It's just not the show that I'm watching. So layered, like you have to watch it more yeah. than once to really get everything that's going on. Because mm-hmm. well, yeah, sure. even in the in the first episode, like it's so much that happens later on in the season. Yeah. Like it blows my mind because once I finished the season, I went back and watched the first episode, and I'm like. Wow, they they told yeah. such a good story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the story is good. I just uh, like they're, like I've done like so much like research on like what's in what's in these episodes or whatever, like or historical references or like little Easter eggs. Whereas like now I don't like really want to go back <laughs> and uh, and like watch it again because it wasn't like that fun to me. Even though I do, I do that for a lot of my mm-hmm. shows, like House of Cards, I Sons of Anarchy, and that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll do that for those shows just because it's fun. Just like, for, like, but like for Lovecraft Country, this wasn't like as fun for me. Which I don't know, maybe it says more about me than like this purely show that's basically made for me. <laughs> I know that I'm not, let's say, feeling. That, that's not necessarily feeling, but not necessarily want to always go back. Whereas the other shows, I'm like, yeah. I'll, I'll turn it on a bit. That's gonna be bad. I'll, I'll watch those. You watch those. Oh. But I think that actually speaks to maybe I'm just brainwashed because <laughs> like all these like white heroes I watch, I'll watch over and over again. But I don't want to watch this this show that's that's basically made for me. That's my like that, that's a hero that looks like me. Yeah, but also Lamont, you were you were raised like didn't you say that you were like the like one of the only black kids in your school or something? Or you went to a predominantly white yeah. school? So I mean yeah. everything you can't say you can't really blame yourself. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> it's just what you were brought up around and it, and and it's okay, you know, but as long as you are opening your eyes now to actually see because your experience is different than other people's experience. And so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. I just yeah, I kind of, I felt bad about it for sure. I'm like, why can I not like get I want it's not that I'm not into it because I am into it. Why can't I don't why am I not having as much fun of returning to it as I'm having fun returning to other shows that clearly aren't talk aren't speaking to mm-hmm. my experience as a, as a black American. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I will always support like this show, no matter what. This show was great. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, if this one, if this show was a concert, then I will come out for it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like leaving my house for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so well, let's talk about. Um, how's the show? Like we talked about how I talked about how the show relates to me. How does it relate to you guys? To you ladies? Um, I really love the show because 
it breaks down race relations in a way that you know we haven't seen um even with sundown towns and you know segregation and the dichotomy between being like a black woman versus a black man but then also they bring in uh like the differences in weight between Ruby and Letty um, and how that affects them. Uh, there's a little bit of colorism in there too, between. And you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't catch the weightism. I did not catch that. That's the one that I was actually felt like was that. You think so? Because I felt like it didn't. Yeah, because I, I feel like maybe I felt like, not maybe, I felt like this should have been a scene where I don't want to put Ruby to say through this, but unless there, I do want to see it where like these other guys, these other black men aren't feeling her as much as they're feeling left. Right. We saw guys go after Letty, but we don't see any black men go after Ruby. I guess it's insinuated mm-hmm. that they don't. But again, I kind of, I, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like that. I wanted to see that. And let's say how it been. It's or great. even like let's, the let's um, not forget that the fact that she's plus size exactly <laughs> and a lot yeah. of people like tend to make plus is less desirable than the you know let, let me not get on that because that's a whole nother subject it's true though I mean right. that's what happened just like when she went to go work in that store and she had been applying yep. for all, that whole time and she was a little bit bigger she had mm-hmm. all these qualifications and the black woman they did hire didn't have any, but they hired mm-hmm. her because she was more desirable looking because she wasn't plus size. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about it like that. Like they they touch on issues, but it's just like subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's that's the style of the show. I guess like like them having a conversation with two random guys, saying like like the guys choosing who they're gonna go after. And like I, I'm just picturing it. Like, what, what what would Lamont want to see in the situation? And that's what I'm talking about. And I'm thinking like, well, maybe I just want like two guys on the street or two guys like during that party. The first episode, they have a black party, and everybody's there, and you see Ruby on the stage doing Ruby, just being great, being mm-hmm. amazing, and doing her singing and dancing, doing her thing, relating to the crowd. Have her, her own act and be famous all on her own. But um, I guess during that block part, I would have loved to see uh, two black guys talking about uh, like like who they're gonna go who they're gonna go after, like Ruby or Letty, and like have them having a conversation and being like, "Well, I don't want uh, Ruby because X X X Y Z," whereas I want Letty for the obvious reason, right? For the obvious, that weird, that for the relevant I mean, that's true, but you know, I don't think that they wanted to get that. That's exactly. too heavy-handed. Yeah, that's too heavy. Well, that, that's what I mean. It's not the style of the show. The style of the show is like aesthetics. It's uh, it's subtle. Is there not going to be a season two? I feel like there's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't. She hasn't confirmed it yet. The creator hasn't confirmed it. She just, she's, they're all, we're all just, we, we, we really want it. Right now, it's like we all really want it. Watchmen, like the series before. Mm. We really want it, but that, is it going to happen? <laughs> Do we, I mean, <laughs> does she have another story exactly. in her? Oh, yeah. time, and the amount of like information they put in one season, 
Yeah, that's true. I'm like, ooh, we ain't gonna get that for about four years. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Like, well, just in this first episode alone, we see like Tig, and then we see Letty, and then we see George, we see George. Um, I don't know if y'all knew this, but Angela Bassett's husband, played by Angela Bassett. Yes, I knew oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great actor, get his name. Stacy something, right? <laughs> it's Stacy something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It might be. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm going to just Google Angela Bassett's husband. I'll let you know. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that's the second option that came up oh my bad it's Courtney it's another it's oh, a woman name, Courtney B. Vance yeah 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 Courtney B. Vance that's definitely it and yeah so he plays George and then we have Chick and then Letty and so like when I meet Chick for the first time, I'm thinking like, okay, this is regular looking dude, you know, just doing his thing, dreaming about Jackie Robinson. It'd be more stereotypical of a black man at the time, but understandable. 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 <laughs> for sure. For sure. Because like at that time, Jackie Robinson was a heel. He was doing what nobody else does. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. The man's awesome. Uh, and so, like, we see that the truck's being broken down, and he has to go ride, get a ride with uh, another with another white truck owner with this other black lady. And then that the truck owner doesn't even drive the full way, lets them off shorter, so they have to walk the rest of the way. And she's talking to him about the book he's reading, which the book he's reading is a reference to the movie John Carter. But I just did a book, John Carter, that was based mm-hmm. on the movie. I'm sorry. And there's a movie called John Carter. It's based on the book Princess of Mars. He's reading that. And she's talking to him, he's talking to him about the book and basically kind of goes, kind of lets in that he's like a nerd. Like he's mm-hmm. just reading smart. <laughs> and then we, get, then we get the next scene of George with his beautiful wife, Hippolyta, mm-hmm. which. If y'all didn't know, Hippolyta in Greece was the name of the queen of the yep. Amazon. Wait, but w- before we go any for- like forward, y'all saw the foreshadowing, right, in the Jackie Robinson scene. That's where yeah. it happened. With G.I. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool. And then him being, uh, him being with him, like, saying, like, with, with Jackie Robinson saying those words. Yep, exactly. With the back. And Chase would be the one dreaming it. We're not. I mean, like, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mention that. Okay. We'll mention that later too. Cool. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was good. Yes. That was crazy good. But in that song too, the song they played That's the beginning true. of it. Yeah, and then like, you, and then later on in the episode, like Ruby talks about that song called mm-hmm. Home Before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So the first army battle scene that we see with Chick was uh, was in black and white, right? Right? Can we agree on that? It was mm-hmm. black and white, like a little bit, which is a weird thing. But apparently, apparently, it was symbolizing that different races fight together, and when it, and when it, and when it comes to war on the battlefield, race. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. 
and then we and then uh, we come we um uh, Jake comes home, meets the uh, greets George and all them and George and Hippolyta and uh Nina, George's daughter, George's Hippolyta's daughter. We see the dynamic too, what with George and his wife, Hippolyta, because like they she wants to go back, she wants to go out there and do yeah. the travel guide, which the fake Negro travel guide started in 1933 and ended in 1956. So this whole thing takes place in, 1950, mm-hmm. in the 1950s. So the, the story the, the, the story that we tell here takes place in 1954. So which is crazy that the timing is that. The travel guide, so like the travel guide, the trouble guy was for it gave tips to black people of towns and real still poor. Because you know, white people were still doing like crazy, horrible exactly. things. Like and so we see Hippolyta talking to George about going back out there. George apprehensive. He's like, it's dangerous out there. I don't want to be by himself. And Sam, and since he's being sugar, but we see that he's, in a sense, holding her back. You know, because she, like she's got it. Then we see a version of their marriage according to what, from our, from George's perspective, that um, he's trying to protect her. But later on, we'll see from Hippolyta's perspective, like how she takes that protection. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the reason why Tick comes home from the army is that apparently his father mm-hmm. Montrose is missing. I guess we get a letter, he gets he has this letter and he's showing it to George that uh, that about like where he might be or like trying to figure trying to figure out. So again we get these all these talks about how smart Tick is, how educated he is. And the yeah. same with George and like how they are. They're just a really smart, educated black man, regardless of of the obstacles he had to overcome to learn the knowledge. Yeah, and you kind of begin to understand, like, the beginnings of the relationship between his dad and Tick, and Uncle George and Tick. Right, the dynamic between the two. Because it doesn't look like, it doesn't seem like Tick is too is off, is too he he talk he seems to talk to George differently than he talks to very loving towards George, but very um very let's just say like like you're my father but I don't really love exactly. you kind of way. <laughs> like you're still an infidel That's to me. It. And we like you know there's issues there, but you don't know exactly what happened. Right. This is the first episode that yes. started that started that out. So the but so there's another interesting fact about the first episode too. That the first episode really showed struggles of black people and how advertisements depicted them. Like mm-hmm. Aunt Jemima, the black family waited for waited, the black family that waited mm-hmm. for the ice cream on the mm-hmm. black side of the ice cream stand while the white people got to got to stand on the regular side of the ice cream stand. At the billboard with the white family yes. driving the car too. While in line, as the black as the as the uh, black people wait for the bus, that's the thing. That's crazy. Very true. Yeah. 
So that that's interesting. Another interesting fact about episode one. So let's talk about our favorite characters. characters. Who have been like your Ooh, favorite? Characters? Before like, we go to that, can we just talk about the? Uh, because I felt like the episode was freaking. The best part of the episode was that Loki, the racism was scarier than the actual monsters like you yeah you see them go through the sundown town with the sheriff and then like you're you're waiting for them he's ramming their cars and he they think that they're gonna get shot because if you're that's what a sundown town is if you're caught in a town uh, and you're a black person once the sun goes down, they shoot you, they lynch you, basically. Um, so they make it out of the town, and then as soon as they make it out, there's the, the cops accusing them of robbing a place. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole situ- that whole situation, I was like, wow. That's when I was kind of hooked on the show, because I'm like, they made the story of racism scarier <laughs> than the actual monsters attacking people who would have thought I, yeah. yeah I could agree with that actually like as a horror fan I read that's where like the yeah. show shines for me like those like the monsters and like I like the dialogue for sure like letting be not being the the woman in distress but actually the woman that takes charge and actually like yeah. supports them like is the one who exactly. saves them a lot too and then like actually gives her credit <laughs> <laughs> like they're at having dinner with the like, mm-hmm. lady's brother, and it's, who, who saved y'all again? And he's like, "Let me jump on my legs." And they just have a great moment, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that's a uh, that's a uh, that was really good. That was really good. Uh, what? So how does this show like relate to you and stuff? Like, what's favorite? What's your favorite parts? And it's a, in this episode, the show. Like, let's just, I was going to do it episode by episode, but let's just, let's just talk about it. There's no point of being straight. <laughs> um, I like, honestly, I like the romance between uh, Letty and Tick. And I don't know, you can like really feel the chemistry between the both of them. And um, I'm a big ro- romance fan, so I could just, I don't know, I felt what she was feeling at times, you know? And also, mostly because it was like a, the, the whole, it was interest, interesting to see like racism back then and how dangerous it was and how like those, like I was scared, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I was just like, dang, like I don't know what I would have did in those situations and how strong they had to be. And the part where um, the 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 guys they stood outside of Letty's and put the bricks on the horn, and um, and then Letty finally was fed up with it and came out. That was one of my favorite parts. Was fed up and started hitting the cars with them ba- with that baseball bat. Yes. And then their actions right afterwards, they put their guns away, had, um, what's the name? Was it Ruby? Ruby, mm-hmm. Had Ruby, had Ruby uh, pull them off and uh, 
they just they got on their knees and put their hands up because they already knew <laughs> they knew <laughs> and they knew it was up you know like exactly like i ain't stupid and they was prepared for that you know i thought that, i don't know i just thought it was all cool like like you had to really be in that state of mind back then because you know like okay i'm black i'm a weapon they gonna treat me like i'm a weapon or something you know what i mean like like they always gonna be scared regardless and especially the part where ruby um the job with ruby that was like if they could they, i wish they would have touched on that some more because that happens way too often and it's not like as a black woman you, she said she had all of those certifications and still couldn't get the job as a black woman today we still have that problem yes. and it's just it's like it needs to be recognized more because you know it's like i look good on paper but then when you see me in person it's it's a little different you know but that's true those are my favorite key points of the show. Those were good. And that Tick. Huh? I like George. Yeah. I like George. I didn't, Wait, I didn't like Tick. I didn't like Tick that much. Even, even from like meeting him. Not that much. I didn't, I didn't like him because I felt like he... I don't know. I feel like he had a lot, just a lot of <laughs> anger. A lot of anger like issues. And I, I'm like, I'm big on control. Like you have to control yourself. Like it's uh, the importance of controlling yourself, being something about yourself, and that kind of stuff. And I, I think the redeeming qualities didn't really uh, didn't um, overshadow like the things that he had to overcome. And for sure, I am convinced that he did overcome it. For sure, I just I just wasn't wasn't uh, feeling to just in his journey. I just wasn't. Whereas George, I felt. Was he just trying to protect? But then, like, even in his protection to his wife, she felt she felt like yeah. she he was holding her back. You know, in some ways, like he was apparently too. Like, it's a, I guess it's in the show, but it's not. It's not like overtly said, but it is there that he didn't want to do trouble because it was dangerous. And it's the same character defect, deep uh, defect that he had with his brother because his father. Because his father ticks, because his father was getting beat by yeah. Tick's grandfather. So ticks, George, George of Montrose, Montrose is Tick's father, um, was getting beat by their father. And Montrose was getting beat by his father because he's gay. And the father at that time being gay was like a big, way bigger than it is today. Like way bigger. It ain't shit to be that bad. They still, still, they still struggling with that. And but it, it was huge back then. And so he, and so the guest dad is yep. just thinking that he can get it out of him. And um, and but uh, George did stick up, stick, stick up for him when he could. But the neighbor, who's the who the girl, who uh, the neighbor, the neighbors, the neighbor family has has a daughter. And the daughter hung out with George and Montrose, and eventually um, the neighbor's daughter gets married to Montrose. But it seems like they only got together yeah. to help out Montrose because girl felt guilty about the father beating beating Montrose and got on George's case because George was letting it happen from her perspective. Even though when they were home, 
and it wasn't there, but George did step mm-hmm. in when he could. And so it looks like, what it seems like to me is that George actually, like, really did like the daughter, really did like, like the neighbor's daughter a lot, but he took a step back and let Montrose marry the daughter to help the, to help save Montrose from... I think so, and... I mean, if you remember in episode two, all of them had those visions brought on by magic, and his was yeah. of Tick's mom. Yeah. Her coming to see him. So, right. he really did love her. Yeah. Yeah. So, like that. So, I like George. I like George because, like, he is a protector. Yeah. Like, he does what he can. And he and he's definitely like the patriarch, patriarch of the family, but he's also like kind and smart in his own way. And he's the, he will sacrifice himself for other people. And I identify, I identify with those qualities. What Tig has, what Tig That's true. Which aren't which aren't horrible. It's just not just that's the vibe. Tick, Tick, Tick seems like he'd be like my best friend, <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or somebody that, or somebody that I, that I know and I'm around, but like I don't maybe maybe like like hang out with, but we're not, but like you know we're friends or we're not like cool friends because he he plays a lot That's close true. to his chest, doesn't talk a lot unless unless he's really digging, unless he's really digging. So, you know, he just seems like that kind of because like him and Letty knew each other when they were younger and they didn't they didn't connect at all. They didn't really like hang out and I talked to each other. They were in like, the same club, but they didn't seem like they were just like friends. When he came back, he was fine. <laughs> and uh, that's another thing too with Lady too. I felt like Cooper, you were saying that there's like a ro- ro- romance and stuff like that, but I was like, I don't what? really. I didn't feel the romance with them. I didn't feel. The, I felt the attraction. I felt the attraction and the connection because they've been through something that no other, nobody else has been. Through. So therefore, they're connected. But I didn't feel a romance like I felt with Chief Tick and the Asian kid, the Asian one, who was who was a nice. Well, that's five. because he courted Gia. Like mm-hmm. she really wanted to kill him yeah. because he killed her best friend. So, like they right. and that and that that made me not like Tick too, just because because of that that episode with the that's war. That's literally really my bad. favorite episode. But like. It tells a story because, I mean, he's doing what he has to do. If he doesn't kill her, he gets in trouble, you know? Um, right, right, right. But I, I, just, I just don't like that. I just don't like that. And, 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 and I get it. I totally get it. I just, it just brings up like how much like this country hold like the army and like hierarchy and all that kind of stuff holds captive of what people want to do. That's true. Or people do or don't want to do. But you know. Right, so now he has this, his, this blood on his hand. He's meeting this girl that he could potentially love, but he's not going to ever fully be able, and they're not going to fully be able to be together. Like, never. Even though I, I buy that romance. But, like, she's not going to ever, I mean, like, it's, it's just, it, they're not going to ever fully love each other because of what he did to her, the what he did. Like she didn't, never told him about like yes, him killing her best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. she definitely told him. Oh, did she? Um, and he he I didn't miss it. he apologized. Yeah. She got past it. 
Yeah, you're yeah, right. Really you're right. I remember. She wanted to be with yeah. him. She said that she wasn't going to kill anymore. She wasn't going to do her last kill. And then he was the one that freaked out that yeah. she had seven toes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem. Well, to be fair, she had a lot of I tails. She fair, had like nine if tails. You were having sex, and somebody's <laughs> tails came up and grabbed your eyes. I think that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have died right yeah, there. Yeah, she you know, exactly. would have died. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a sign. That that's a sign. <laughs> but you know, you know what's funny? Like the tails only came out when she like had an orgasm. That's why they yeah. came out. So like, yeah, <laughs> she was, was trying nice. to control it, but she just couldn't control it. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's saying something, like how women's release. <laughs> sometimes it be like that. Exactly. It's like you can just kill somebody and yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 release can then literally yep. set the soul and out their of the past, man. Their whole past. <laughs> you really. <laughs> <laughs> All that we are as a man comes in, comes, comes into you. You inhale that. You, you exhale yourself. That's it. You inhale us. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I just yeah, I like George and I like Hippolyta. I thought yeah. her was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like her episode, like I, I think am. Her episode. Her, 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 her finding out herself. I'm, I'm, I think what'd her you say? Could have been better. Too. Yeah, I can see that. I can see it. I, I just liked it. I thought. I, I think episodes of people becoming themselves are like, are becoming who they are, realizing that they are they are a being and they contain like multitudes. They contain many levels to themselves, like, it's just awesome. Yes. Because it's so, it's so true. I feel like today we, we forget that, that we don't have to be one yes. thing, but we yeah. can be many things. I don't have to just be a father, but I, I am also a son, a father, mm-hmm. a friend, <laughs> a therapist, etc. You know, I am yes. Lamar. All this is And me. I love that it like, was like a, a love letter to black women. Like, I love... Oh, yeah. That episode. Yeah. It was so good. And it just like, it kind of showed how we shrink ourselves to kind of conform because we can't be like completely out there as black women because there's automatic stereotypes that we have. So we have to be like a a portion of ourselves. Yeah. And it showed like her journey to full acceptance and living out loud at 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so actually, in that episode, it had it had this ad, it had this character. Uh, they this character portrayed uh, this real person named Bessie Stringfield, first black woman to ride across the USA. But she was a dispatch rider in the Second World War. That's pretty cool. So it was that it was that uh, woman yeah. that was yeah. on the motor that was on the motorcycle that way back. Yeah, I thought so too. And um, who cool. was the? The singer, well, not singer, but burlesque person. Oh yeah. She, yeah. Oh, the burlesque person. She's Baker. Named, there we go. That was Josephine Baker. Baker. Mm-hmm. 
she's yeah. an American-born French entertainer, civil yeah. rights activist as well. And she felt like, but she she actually had a, a I guess she had a, either an interview or something where she had stated like this feeling mm-hmm. about how her career, that she felt like the world, aka white people, made her feel small. So uh, basically, like catering to them to, to for her to be successful. That makes sense. But I loved how they highlighted that. They highlighted uh, all strong, you know, like black women and even like the Amazons. I was like, wow, Mm. it was deep. Yeah. Yeah, they went in. That's what I I like Hippolyta. I like Hippolyta. I felt like when she came back, like D being upset, I was like, that's that's trash. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Exactly. I get it. Your mom is gone. You're pissed. Your mom comes back, but you know what? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. But her mom was like, she came like, back at the worst yeah. time. <laughs> no, she lost her dad. They were acting For like sure. her mom was dead, and they just didn't tell her. And then her best friend died, and not exactly. only that, Emmett Till. Like oh. the, the the part where they were saying when they were all standing outside and it was so hot outside and that you could smell his body rotten outside. That was crazy. And the fact yeah. that his mom they touched on the open casket. Like if you see those pictures of Emmett Till, his face was so disfigured. So just imagine like the pain that they're standing seeing. out there. Yes. You know, she she went through all of that by herself and got cursed. Come on, mm-hmm. Lamont. Don't act like, I mean, LB, I'm sorry. Don't act like she wasn't going through a lot. I would be mad as hell if my mom Well, I, well yeah. I, I mean, that's what I mean. I, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit different. I would have I I tripped out on everybody else. I would have tripped out on everybody else. Like, yeah, that's true. Where they was were the hell really the <laughs> during that's that time. I know. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Where was Letty? Where was? Yeah, where was all of them? Like I'm, I'm that, like my mom would be the, the last person that I would trip out on. The last, but I would trip out on her, but she'd be last. The first like racist encounter with them cursing yeah. her at the same time. Yeah, spitting a loogie on her. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. It was all around bad. That was a bad time for D. Yeah. It was. But that was a good episode, though, too. I was like, you know, I hate that this child is going through all this, but <laughs> damn those jigaboos. <laughs> those jigaboos. For real, the choreography, <laughs> the way they were moving their bodies, I was scared. Oh, I don't know how she did that. A robot arm at the end. Y'all gotta yes. love that. Yes. And did y'all catch that reference, though? Yeah. Like when Tick uh, came back through the portal, he said a girl, a hooded figure, well, he didn't know if it was a girl or a boy. With a hooded figure and a robotic arm pushed him through the portal. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was deep for sure. I want that second season to be like a future thing. I feel like the second season should be Tick's yes. son. Like a journey for Tick's son. And like him forming like the legacy that Tick left. Because I feel like they're gonna like I don't know if I want them to necessarily Jesus, Jesus five, uh, Yeah, because all black people have magic now, which is whereas white people don't. And so I don't know if I want. I don't know if I'm gonna want a cult that's gonna be following Tig 
mm-hmm. like they did with the Cole of Adam or whatever, and they followed Tate's great great ancestor, um, the guy that raped his yeah. mother, his great great grandmother, Hannah. But uh, I do want I do want to see Tate's son take off the mantle to do what he does. And do and like and like that kind would of be good, but <clears throat> that whole scene with Letty telling Christina that she binded all white people for magic that was like so powerful. I was like, dang, mm. yeah, that was a good part of the episode. Yes, you felt that. Well, I, I felt it too. I feel, I feel like we just need to, we just need to just do that all over, all over the place, right? Have our own school, have our own stuff. Just, just take anything over. Just do our own. Thing. You mean like build our own, our own community? Yeah, I know that we already have that. Oh, we need a lot of one, right? Just... <laughs> yeah. So apparently in these episodes, you know that she wears a cap to cover that mm-hmm. Lukey or to cover her head or whatever. Um, that's a, that baseball cap. That was a that was on the Chicago American Giants, and so that's like the one of the first black African American team. That was a full black African American, full black African American men, um, in a, in the baseball arena, the baseball field. That's pretty cool. And then I yeah, so I like uh, Georgia and Hippolyta. I feel like they they were just awesome. That's some like old country love. Yeah, and, you know I, I dig that. I dig that. I feel like they really understood each other. So, what are y'all's favorite episodes? If you have to choose a favorite gun to your head, what would be your um, favorite episode? <laughs> I'd say the the Korean GI episode was my favorite. Why? Because even though it was all in subtitles, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool to see how uh, pre Korea was before uh, the U.S. came. And then just the story of Gia and her not being a human, but her realizing that she had human emotions, her connection, the fact that she could love people, mm-hmm. and her like coming to terms with, I may not be human, but I feel emotion and I have love. And I don't want to uh, embrace the darkness, as they say. I just thought it was really powerful that she went from wanting to kill him and him being her last one to her completely loving him and the story that was told it was good it was so good two point movie was what's your favorite um I'm sorry. I think my favorite episode, I've definitely said that Emmett Till was my favorite episode. Um, Mostly because 
of all of the details they had, or you know, the, the, the series is full of great details, but they had just serious, some some really like they just made sure they had everything in there to to make it as real as possible to show as as you know as how it how it really was back then you know and it helps you like take you there so that, I guess that was my favorite episode that's the episode Jigaboo. of I can't recall right Jigaboo oh, okay oh Jiggle Bubbles, yeah. He's episode. You know, I am actually split. Maybe this competition will help me cheat. I'm split between Rewind 1921 and D's episode, Jiggle Bubbles. So because Cooper said Jiggle Bubbles, I'm going to choose not Rewind 1921. Why? Which one is that one? Is that the Tulsa episode? Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. I like that episode because they got to still basically see the origins of their family. The origin of their family. Letty got to meet Tick's Tick's grandmother and that whole deal. And he got to meet Tick's mom in her prime. Not that thing, I mean, like in, in her when she was a kid. Check out to see Montrose and hit the birth of his like trauma and that kind of stuff. And that that's really where they're connected. I feel like when so I feel like when somebody truly understands one trauma with another person, like that's when like a real like un, like if any connections, if someone asks me LeBond, like how can somebody make a make a connection hundred percent, hundred percent connection? no chance that they might miss each other or whatever. Like, how can I make 100% connection with somebody? I would be like, that person has to share their trauma. You have to share some like trauma with someone. You have to show a full understanding of that person. That person just needs to needs to That's show true. you some kind of trauma they've had. That's when most people make connections. And I, and I, and I think, huh? Oh, I said that. That's the, that's the way most people make connections. It's through trauma. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that most people, most people make connections like that. I don't know. I, I've, I've gone through my life like wondering, like, how do I connect with people? Like, how do I, you know, like, I feel like, not necessarily that I go through, like, not make connections. I mean, I make some connections. I do, like, have, quote unquote, friends. Or whatever, but are we really friends? Like, what keeps people coming back to each other? You know, you move to another state, but we have people that still move from other states or we visit from other states and still come back and visit other states. And it doesn't happen with all friendships. Sometimes you meet people in school and you're at school and you connect at school at that time, but then you move on, you move on, right? You graduate and you don't even like connect with each other. You don't even try. Mm -hmm. You know, we all we make we all do make connections, but what are the connections that last? What are the strongest connections that will bring somebody back to you no matter where they go like, no matter how older they get? Whatever. You know, I feel like those kind of connections require 
like sacrifice on both people's parts. After that, Chig and Mantras made those sacrifices. Like I saw Chig, I dropped the judgment of his father beating him when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Like he actually stopped to understand I think also, him. Like him being able to see firsthand because you know. Uncle George and Montrose told him that his dad used to get beat and he get like the worst, you know, of his dad's wrath. But to actually see it is a whole nother thing. Yeah. And he didn't and at the time when they told him that yeah. he didn't care because at that time Montrose beat him. When I mean, he was growing up. So he's not gonna he's not gonna feel any sympathy towards that person. But to see that but like it's see it and not only see it but to experience it to actually be there to be like I, I am out of the same distance of stopping it and I can't stop you know that's an experience of its own because right because you're a kid getting beat by your parents you can stop it other kids have stopped it before but some kids don't you know you can I mean like I guess some kids like have depending on the age or whatever but like kids that are of age that do get beat by their parents. Some can stop it. Do they stop it? No. If it doesn't mean anything against them or anything like that, it's that the parent is beating them. It's it's not a great situation, you know. And I feel like Tig was made to stop again, but he, did, he, could, he could stop it for his own reasons. Like everybody, it's like people in those positions that can't stop it for their own. And so, Tig experiencing that, I feel like put Tig another level for me. And that, that episode went to the level because they were all experiencing the same thing that their ancestors were experiencing. And they could stop it, but How they could How did Tick's mom die? How did Tick's mom die? And that's of its own tongue. I really don't think that they ever really talked about it. Kid got yeah. sick. I, feel like I didn't mean to interrupt. Sick. I was just like, at first I was thinking that she was in that fire, but she wasn't. No, she died after that whole deal because they went, they survived the her George and um, her George and Atticus. I mean, her and George and Montrose survived the uh, the uh, the massacre, and they moved on. They moved together. And yet, everybody else died in that house fire. Yes. Which Letty got the experience yeah. as well, which was powerful too. I was like, oh, and then that's her, like their ancestor, like it burned a lot. <laughs> While Man. holding, while holding that her hand so during the whole deal. That whole episode had me tearing up. <laughs> Could you just imagine standing there with them? Exactly, and knowing that they're going to die. You came back knowing that they're going to die. You can't do anything to help them because you don't want to change the future. Yeah. It was it was heavy. 
Yeah, I can't find like why or how Pig's mom died. And that's what I'm saying. They never touch on it. They say I she died, but they don't say how she died. But she definitely died because she was in the ancestral plane with uh, with the with the great with the great grandmother. So she's definitely dead. She's not coming back. <laughs> I mean, she did come back for an episode, right, to help them yeah, get, the, get, get their great mm-hmm. ancestors, to get the guy that Ray Tanner. Right. It was because that was a cool scene. I really like that. Where they brought all the ancestors yep. back, <laughs> even like yep, the white guy to get his skin. <laughs> He really did. Yeah, he figured out what's happening. He's like, he got that quick. His wife, uh, <laughs> relative, like, hey, they're trying to, they're trying yeah. to do something. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they called him back real quick. It reminded me of the second <laughs> episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then- yeah, with the house, with the, the house being haunted. Because that was a good episode too. That was a really spooky one. That got me. That gave me chills. Like seeing all those those ghosts, the black people that are yeah. being tortured. Yep. Everyone being house. trapped in the house, and Letty's able to like release them. Yeah. From that place while vanquishing the person that did all the torturing to them. Yep, that was deep too. Mm-hmm. I think like the torturer there was like named after was at was actually the whole the whole character the whole deal was uh, was after a guy named James Marion Sims. I thought that they created that after him. So Sims is a father of modern genealogy who experimented on black women without the use of anesthetic in order to better understand the human body. He was an evil man, obviously, and in 2018 his statue was taken down for for this. It's just crazy, like the fact that they put all of that in there because some of these stories you wouldn't have heard about. Yeah, yeah. the fact that we were guinea pigs and right. this man actually had a whole statue and was revered for experimenting on black people. That nobody cared. All they cared about well, is what he found out. From doing, I don't know if you hit it, and they just did, and they just never found out. I think it's the second or... one they knew and they didn't care. <laughs> exactly. They knew they didn't care. Yeah. So, covered our favorite episodes. So, moving forward. This groundbreaking show, powerful to black people. I, I feel like white people can, can, can definitely see this show and be and see a different uh, and see a different perspective on race that hasn't been covered before. In a sense, because racism, racism has always been covered, but to the level of Blacks owning things, or blacks having uh, black people having uh, a right to certain things. I say right, quote unquote, because I do believe that I, I do 
I do believe that I, that like writing something mm. that's made up by our culture, our culture in general, through the years, through history, even for white people. Like I don't believe really anybody has rights, but as far as we live in this country, and black exactly. people have rights. That's true. Black people have I rights. Agree. Black <laughs> Everyone talk about rights, like if it's made up or not. Uh, but like since make but like if white people watch the show I feel like they would definitely get something out of it for sure um, but for us as black people moving forward Shay you saw this show how does it affect you and how do you um, it definitely affected me because normally if they do show black history it's kind of watered down I like the fact that the show didn't sugarcoat anything and showed you the treatment of black people during that time. Um, it definitely exposed me to new figures, black figures that I didn't know, that I definitely went ahead and Googled or you know, saw posts about and learned more information on. And it definitely did give me a new perspective, especially I'll say the Hippolyta episode it, there was correlations and it made me realize like I may not be my full authentic self all the time and that should be something that I should work on. I shouldn't dim my light for anyone. And yeah. Damn, Shay, that was pretty. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> what do I say after all of that? Uh, <laughs> Well, man, you, you, however, however way you feel, however way you feel about it, like how do you move forward from the show? What um, show has been you? Really, I'm. I have to piggyback off of Shay with the Hippolyta episode, and like the journey she got to go on, as far as really becoming her true self. You know, and I feel like, you know, I'm also on that kind of same kind of journey. And and I need to really remind myself that I'm not just my baby's mother, you know? I'm not just a, a, a girlfriend or a wife or a baby's mother. I'm not just a daughter because I really do dedicate myself to my family a lot. And I have to really like right now I'm trying to teach myself to take a step back and to um, to make sure that I'm taking care of myself too and that I learn what my strengths are and I you know rule the world yes <laughs> that's what I'm talking about what about you Lamont what did you learn what did you take away I, I, with this show, I feel like I have a new appreciation of my history. I want, I feel like I want to, I want to learn more. Whereas before, I was like, <laughs> I'm not my history. I'm, I'm, I'm this. I'm now trying to deal with here and now. Whereas now, I kind of want to identify, identify myself as a certain belief in my life. 
in, in my blackness in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like you guys know I've been listening to Dr. Umar a bit, Umar Johnson. Though I don't necessarily agree with everything he says. <laughs> I mean, I can't. My background, I can't believe. But I can't. I can't. I can't. I mean, like the whole white people and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm never. I'm never gonna be against. Yeah, uh, I get. I just can't. I can't. I can't be against white people, but I can't. I can't necessarily <laughs> close my eyes or close my <laughs> eye. My third eye. Yeah. To, <laughs> to, what, to what is going on? You know. And um, so I want to learn more. I've been listening to uh, the this guy that he that that Dr. Umar brings up a lot, Dr. Barbie. I found mm-hmm. his audio book on uh, his 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 audio book on YouTube. So I'm gonna do that. I have uh, some of his speeches too. I bought like a book that has five his speeches and stuff. So I'm reading. I'm started. I started reading that a bit. Um, but yeah, I just want to kind of get into. Yes. Black mm-hmm. and Good. what does it mean to be black? So Can cool, I just cool. say something real quick though? Mm-hmm. Also, the um, the Ruby yeah. episode where she was the manager at that um, that clothing store, and she went to go talk over to the black um, to the to her, her black salesperson, her sales associate, and was telling her how she got to be ten times better than the than the average white woman. Yes, you know, and, and and that's like I said, it's till this day, you know, like you have to, you have to. Uh, <laughs> um, just always, you know, and and people will say that you know when a black woman in the in a workplace when they have to, you know, straighten their backs a little bit and and fix their the way they speak and everything like that. You know, they say that they're talking white, but really it's just you have to make yourself into that into that person. You have to make yourself like that in the workplace. Yeah, in order to. Not even to shine, but just just to be seen as a regular person, you know, just to not to be looked down on, and you still do, you still do, but you don't want to give them an excuse to talk down on you. That's it. That's what my mom always told me. You have to be three times smarter, work three times harder to be in the same position. Well, that's a, yeah, that's, you know, I've experienced that for sure. Just being in my high school, I didn't really get it at that time. You know, I didn't, I I, I can't say I didn't really want to get it because I was too busy being what they have positioned me. And even they didn't understand what they positioned me because I was like clown or sick. Because like the first day, the first day I went to that school, they had asked me, who do you, like, like, what, you, what, do you know how to break dance for months? I'm like, no. <laughs> do you know how to rap? I'm like, no. So what do you know how to do? <laughs> I mean, like, because I was the only black guy in that school and in that class, one of the only black guys, there's only like three other ones, but not in my class. It was like the other one was, a, was a, in a, was in a higher grade and, and the other one was like younger. Wow. One. So it was just three. Uh, in that whole school. And because I was in that class, I was the only black guy, I had to be able to do those things. I couldn't, I, I, they wanted me to be on a basketball <laughs> team just, just for me to sit. <laughs> they, they so they, I, <laughs> but I wasn't good at basketball. 
you know, you heard, I mean, I just, I heard those jokes, you know, I heard those jokes. Wow. I, we went, went out camping one night, they're like, well, mom, smile, we can't see you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I laughed that time because we were all, from my definition, friends, right? At that time, when I understood, because I was a kid. But I never understood my mom's perspective, and from her, and, and she told me that these people aren't your friends, they're not there at that school to be their friends, you're there to learn, so you can go to places mm -hmm. where these people are going naturally without doing what you have to do. You know? And I never got, I never got, I never got the whole, like, I have to work 10 times. I always felt like, uh, my yeah, black the world sees define. your blackness. And that's but the truth is, it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so I didn't want to. I didn't want to believe it at when I was in high school, and like whereas now I believe. But because of experience, because of because of like how what time, you know how old am I now, and I'm like where are you people yeah. now? And it's my quote unquote friend. That you know like so definitely um, I can I can see that. Yeah, I do have to run ten times, two times, ten times that is. Hard as they do. Ooh, that was that was deep. Or, yeah. <laughs> so that was Lovecraft Country. Of course. <laughs> Thank Anytime. you, Shane Coop, for talking about it with me. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Um, so next week we'll we'll get with you guys. Thank y'all for listening. Yeah. And have a great week. <laughs>